All right, we're gonna try this again. Hopefully the sound is working this time, but it's good to have you all with us today. Um, I hope you uh, get out and enjoy the good weather, uh, hang out in your yard somewhere, maybe go for a walk, practice social distancing, um, but hopefully you're having a good time uh, connecting with your families in your homes and loving your neighbors. I'm so proud of you guys for actually being the church in this moment, reaching out and touching folks' lives and and uh, seeing them changed. And uh, we have just been having a good time connecting through Colossians. And um, we've made it all the way to chapter 3, verse 8. And so we're going to uh, dig into some of those verses and uh, and uh, gleam, 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 gleam from them. <laughs> oh my. All right. So let's start with verse 8. Once again, we've been reading in the, the Mirror Translation. Uh, if you want to get a copy of that, go back through uh, in the past um, uh, posts, and you can find a link to get either the actual physical book, or you can get the app, which is really great, or if you have a Kindle, you can use it on Kindle. Um, also, in all of the um, podcasts of these quick messages, you can get uh, the link there as well. All right? So... Let's start. Verse 8. It says, But now because you realize that you co-died and were co-raised together with Christ, you can flush your thoughts with truth. Permanently put these things behind you. Things such as violent outbursts of rage, depression, all manner of wickedness, slander of every form of irregular conversation. That old life was a lie. Foreign to you foreign to our design. Those garments of disguise are now thoroughly stripped off in our understanding of our union with Christ in his death and resurrection. We are no longer obliged to live under the identity and the rule of robes we wore before. Neither are we cheating on anyone through false pretensions. Check that out. You have co-died and co-raised together with Christ. We are in him together. So flush your thoughts of everything that's not the real you. Flush your thoughts with the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. Flush all your thoughts. Run all your thoughts through Jesus. Permanently put all that stuff. Put the false you behind you. Let it go. Flush your thoughts of your false identity. The identity that told you that you weren't good enough. That you weren't smart enough. That you, that you weren't valuable. Flush all that down the drain and receive your identity in Christ. That old way was a lie. It was completely, it was actually foreign to who we really were. And so we used to have a set of clothes. It was our old identity clothes. And if we tried to put them back on now, it's gonna be way too restrictive. It would be like me trying to put on Rowan's clothes. That would be one, ugly, two, scary, and three, very uncomfortable. It's not cool. And that's what happens when we try to go back to our old identity that constantly told us that we weren't good enough, that God was mad at us, that we weren't valuable, all those things. That's what happens. We're, we're restricting ourselves from who we really are, and it's uncomfortable. It's not who we are. Verse 10 goes on to say, We stand fully identified in the new creation, renewed in knowledge according to the pattern of the exact image of our creator. We are fully identified in the exact image of of who created us. That's where we get who we really are. 
verse 11, the revelation of Christ in us gives us identity to the individual beyond anything anyone could ever be as a Greek or a Jew, American or African, foreign or famous, male or female, king or pawn. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is represented in Christ. Our identity comes not from where we were born, not from who we came from, but it comes from Christ. Everyone, hopefully you heard that, everyone's identity is now found in Christ. Everyone is represented by Christ. Verse 12 says, you are the product of God's love. He restored you to his original thought. You belong to him exclusively. It is like changing garments. Now that you have gotten rid of the old, clothe yourself with inner compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Those are the things that define who you are now. You're the product of his love. You've been restored to how he originally thought of you. So therefore, put on man, the fruit of the Spirit. Put on inner compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Put on those things. And then verse 13, he says, upholding one another in positive expectation. If anyone finds fault with another, restore that person to favor, remembering how the Lord's forgiveness has transformed our lives. This is so good because once again, it's like a John 9 moment. Instead of trying to place blame on someone because maybe they didn't do something that you thought they should, or maybe they did do something that brought harm to themselves or to others, instead of trying to bring destruction to the moment, how can you add God's goodness to that moment to bring full restoration? How, instead of bringing shame and condemnation to someone, can you bring compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? How can you bring grace to a situation? We are so quick to add to the destruction of chaos instead of using creativity in chaos like our Father did in the beginning of everything. Verse 14, wear love like a uniform. That is what completes the picture of our oneness. That is so good. Wear love. Don't wear hate. Don't wear um, shame. Don't wear pride, but wear love. That's what completes us. That's what shows who we really are. Verse 15, appoint the peace of Christ as an umpire in your hearts. We are all identified in the same person. There is only one body. We are born to be a blessing and to exhibit his benevolence. That's so good for right now in this moment. Wear love and appoint peace and let Christ be the umpire of your heart. We all are identified. We're all identified as in him, as one body. So be a blessing. Exhibit his benevolence. I love that. Lindsay just put... Verse 15 in the New Living Translation says, Let the peace that comes from Christ rule over your hearts. Let that be the rule. Let that be the guide of your heart, his love, his peace. It's so good. Verse 16, Christ is the language of God's logic. If you want to know what God is thinking, you want to know what's on his mind, well, it's Christ, and Christ is his language. Let his message sink into you with an unlimited vocabulary taking wisdom to its complete conclusion. This makes your fellowship an environment of instruction in an atmosphere of music. Every lesson is a reminder echoing in every song you sing, whether it be a psalm or a hymn or a song in the spirit. Grace fuels your heart with inspired music to the Lord. Man, that verse is so good. Christ is the language of God's logic. 
and there is an unlimited vocabulary in that language. And his language is so amazing and so beautiful that it's like music. Verse 17, your every conversation and the detail of your daily conduct reflect him. His name and lordship define your lives and inspire your deep gratitude to the God, to the God the Father, for his grace. Every conversation, every detail of your daily conduct reflects him. Because that's who you really are. Verse 18, his peace is the umpire of your every relationship, especially in the family. Wives, place yourselves in an intimate care of your husbands, acknowledging the lordship of Christ in them. Husbands, love your lives tenderly. Do not exasperate them. Children, you display the Christ life in the way you respond to your parents. Keep them glowing with joy. They reflect God's delight in you. This is so good. We're all operating. We're all operating and working through this together. We're all working together. No one is Lord over the other, but we're all together in Christ. We're all together in Christ, loving one another and walking in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience to the point where we're not exasperating one another. We're not trying to wear one another out with who's right and who's wrong, but we're working together as a team, working together as a family, as a unit. Verse 22 says, if you are employed by someone, even having to work like a slave, remember your hearts are intertwined in devotion to God. Just look busy when you're being watched to the same diligence behind, have the same diligence behind your boss's back. In other words, do good work. Whoever you work for, do good work for them. Whatever you do, picture Christ in the person you are doing it for. It makes, um, it makes such a difference when you put your heart into it. Do what you love and do it to your full capacity. So good. Verse 24, God is no one's debtor. You are employed under the lordship of Christ. To live contrary to the life of your design is to injure yourself. This is so good. This is the last verse in chapter 3. The to live contrary to the life of your design is to injure yourself. Your job description does not define you. It doesn't matter who you are. Unrighteousness carries its own consequence and it is no respecter of person so good your life when you try to live it with a bad understanding of who the father is bad understanding of who you are when you live contrary to that life that you were designed to live you injure yourself you hurt yourself you put yourself in a cycle of defeat and paul saying hey listen let's not do that Let's get back to where Christ is the language of God's logic. Let's get back to where we are walking in who we really are, which is compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And he gives some examples. Let's do this. Husband, do this. You're not the Lord of your wife. You're, you're not here to rule, but you're here to love them as Christ loved the, the church or as Christ loved you. Children, obey your parents. Because when you do that, you're displaying the Christ life uh, to them. And there's a responsibility here, responsibility on here on the parents that we should be keeping, should, we should keep glowing with joy in our families so we can reflect God's delight, not only in us, but in our kids. It's just a constant reminder that this is who we are. And then he even talks about, hey, if you're working for someone, 
operate in compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. Do the same. Do it with all your heart. Do it as if someone was always watching you do it. Do it because that's who you really are. In, in the next chapter, we'll, we'll talk about um, folks that, are, that, are, that own businesses and are a boss. We'll see what Paul says to them as well. It's really good. But man, this, this chapter is so chock full of stuff. And, and I, I just want to encourage you. Don't, don't live a life contrary to what you were created to be, what your, your real identity is. And if you need a reminder, start out with this. I was created in his image. My father loves me. He said that I was good from the beginning. And now I can live good now. I haven't been living good before because I didn't know who I really was. And now I can start living good because Christ is in me. And now he is showing me who I actually am. It's so good. So uh, tune in tomorrow. We'll kick into chapter four. Uh, I do want to do a couple quick announcements. Um, this coming Sunday is Palm Sunday. And uh, we're going to do something special. We are going to have virtual communion. Now, I don't want you to freak out. And I don't want you to think you have to go out and get anything special. Because honestly, what it comes down to is just the act and what it means. And we are going to be reminded or we're going to remind ourselves what Christ did for us. And we're going to remember uh, his, his body and his blood that was shed for us. And uh, if you've got crackers and juice, if you've got Coke Zero and a piece of bread, that's fine. It's not about the actual elements. It's about why we're doing it and, and the opportunity to do it together. And I'm telling you, it's going to be powerful because think about it. All over the MOV, uh, Hope Community Church is going to be... Uh, coming together and serving communion to one another in our homes, in our living rooms, or wherever we meet. It's going to be so awesome. So it's something I've never done before, but we're going to do it together, virtual communion, this Sunday. So don't forget, 10.30 a.m., Facebook Live. Uh, we'll have some songs. We'll uh, do virtual communion together, and we'll dig into those scriptures uh, concerning Palm Sunday. It's going to be really good. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, check us out tomorrow. We'll hit chapter four and just have a good time together. Love you guys.